1: Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Rob Longo.
0: Hi, friends, and welcome to today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast, the official podcast of the Charlotte Hornets brought to you by Santa. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates are the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of your Hornets. Rob Longa, with you on a winning edition of the Hornets Hivecast today as the Hornets were a little shorthanded going into Atlanta last night and pull out a 126-109 to win over Trey Young and the Atlanta Hawks. It was a little bit of a rough start for Charlotte, who trailed it through the first quarter, but then were able to take the lead at halftime and never looked back, putting 104 points on the Hawks in just the first three quarters of play. We'll give you a recap of this game, hit you with your top performers, and the bench really stepped up last night in the victory. We're going to talk about that at length as well. And helping me break it all down, is the lead writer of Hornets.com. That's Sam Parley. And Sam, what a day in the Queen City yesterday. The Hornets pick up a win earlier in the day. The Panthers pick up the win against the Bucks. I called it after the game on Friday not to toot my own horror, but all in all, a great day into Queen City yesterday sports-wise.
1: Absolutely. And to, to add a little bit more to it, first off, thank you for having me. I went to the Charlotte Checkers game on Saturday night. They won in overtime, so that's about three wins in the span of 24 hours for Charlotte sports. So it doesn't get any better than that. Obviously a fun day, fun game, really impressive victory, You know, as we always say, it's gold stars, not silver linings. Always shooting for those gold stars. So ready to break this one down with you for sure.
0: What a great weekend in the Queen City for sure. So let's go ahead and take you through a quick little recap of this one. Like I mentioned, the Hornets were down by eight in the first quarter. The Hawks starters are just really, really good. I mean, we talked about it on the preview podcast yesterday about how after The starters come off the floor. There's a pretty big drop-off with Atlanta's bench scoring. That proved to be the difference in the game yesterday. Of course, we'll get to that in a little bit later. But there was a ton of foul trouble going around for both sides. Trey Young got his third foul with about two and a half minutes left to go in the first quarter. He had to go sit on the bench. And then we go to the second frame where the Hornets took advantage of that with Trey Young having to sit out. Jalen McDaniels did pick up three fouls early on in the second quarter. And also James Booknight had three fouls with about four and a half minutes left to go in the third frame as well. Despite all of that, Charlotte puts up 37 points in the second quarter outscores Atlanta in that frame 37 to 25 and the Hornets take a 59 to 55 lead going into the locker room then we go to the second half Hornets go on a 13 to 5 run towards the beginning of the third quarter and Jen just kept it running from there as they had put up 45 points in the third quarter outscoring Atlanta 45 to 29 again it was a 104 to 84 lead for Charlotte going into the fourth quarter Hornets were able to go on cruise control a little bit did get outscored in that fourth frame by Atlanta 25 to 22 but at the end of the day it was a 126-109 to 109 win, and this was all without Cody Martin, Terry Rozier, and LaMelo Ball. Of course, Terry and Mello have those ankle injuries, Cody Martin nursing a in knee injury, so taking a lot of precautionary steps this early into the season. But uh, despite all of that, the Hornets go into Atlanta, which was, of course, maybe a little bit of a revenge game from last year's play-in tournament loss and defeat Trey Young, DeJounte Murray, and the rest of the Atlanta Hawks by a good margin of one twenty six to one oh nine. So what was the difference going from that first half to the second half? Head coach Steve Clifford said, well, it was pretty simple.
1: Please stop fouling. That was it. <laughs> the three key words, Ryan. Please stop fouling. That's it. In that tone. All right. That's it.
0: So Steve Clifford having a little bit of humor after the game yesterday talking about the foul trouble that the Hornets were in. But, Sam, that's been a little bit of a concern for the Hornets through the first three games. They were able to clean that up in the second half, and the offense was able to come alive. They hit a couple of three-pointers, held Atlanta to bay, and the bench scoring really, really, really took care of business there in that second half. And through the entire game, really, as the Hornets put up 52 bench points just compared to 28 from the Hawks.
1: Yeah, we saw that fouling, Uh big problem down in that Pelicans game, too. And one thing that kind of gets lost is not only are you, you know, you're sending through the line and they're kind of getting a lot of easy points, but it's just like it kind of breaks up the game and it's start, stop, start, stop. And for a team like the Hornets, it's so much rhythm so much tempo it likes to kind of get up and down I mean it's just hard to win for them in particular when you're kind of stopping and going and stopping going the whole time too so I think if I might be off in the second half I think they only had maybe five fouls total and gave up only eight free throws I think it was 20 and 16 16 fouls in the first half leading to 20 free throws I think it was only five for eight in the second half so obviously really really clean that up and one thing I thought was most impressive and you kind of touched on a little bit Hawks had their own fouls trouble as well but they saw an opening when Trey Young, I mean, he got hot. He got started, you know, doing what he does. And when he left the game, the Hornets saw an opening and just went through it. They had a 25-6 to run after they fell down. I think it was 24-11. They went on a 24-6 run, 25-6 to run, got it to 36-30. And then they really kind of were in the driver's seat for the rest of the game. They got it up to double figures late in the second quarter, came out with a big run to start the third quarter. Obviously, like you mentioned, scored 45 points and then took care of business. You know, it's, it's hard getting a really big lead like that because you know the other team is so good that they're going to give you one last punch at the end. And I thought they did a really good job, you know, went from like maybe 18 to 11 there in the fourth quarter. And, you know, they finally kind of got a couple plays, you know, in the half court, got it back to, I think, 16 and just kind of, finish it off. So really, really impressive victory, especially considering the circumstances in this one.
0: I mentioned how it could be viewed as a revenge game for the Hornets because of that play tournament loss last season. If you remember last season, because of the season prior to that, so two years ago, if you want to follow my squirrely math, the Hornets lost to Indiana in the play tournament. And then the following year, Charlotte comes out and sweeps Indiana in four straight games. Are they going to do that against the Hawks? Probably not, but Last night was a big step towards that as Charlotte was able to take out Atlanta 126-109. to 109. Always nice to pick up a win against Atlanta. Always nice to pick up a road win as well. After the game, Sam Farber caught up with Gordon Hayward and asked him about that. Was this a little bit of a revenge game? Gordon kind of says yes and
1: no. Um, absolutely. I mean, it, it only matters for one game, but certainly the way it ended last year, um, you know, not good for us glad for us to get going back on the right track again and uh hopefully we can we can keep 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 it rolling
0: so yeah it was good to get that revenge out of the way early but again one game of 82 you got to boil it down to just one game and early in the season as well but you take the wins where you can and that's what the hornets were certainly able to do last night charlotte shot the ball extremely well 52 percent from the field 47 for 90 if you wanted to be exact shot 42% Forty-two percent from beyond the arc, free throw shooting. Mason Plumlee struggled a little bit at the free throw line, but all in all, the Hornets shot seventy percent from the field. Sam, outside the obvious with the bench scoring and the really good sco- the, the really good shooting as a whole from the field, what else stood out to you in yesterday's win?
1: I mean, there was a lot of stuff that that was really you know a lot of areas they were really good in that maybe wasn't necessarily so overwhelming, but when you add up all those areas, it really made for a nice all around performance there. Plus seven in rebounding. Um, I thought they did a good job of not forcing threes, really did a good job of getting the ball in the paint. Um, I think they had 62 or 63 paint points. And it just felt, too, and there was some lineups there. I mean, when they broke the lineup and went to the bench, and I think when they were running a lineup, it might have been maybe midway through the third, late third. It was like a Tao Maladon, Booknight, um, McDaniels, Thor, Richards lineup. I remember, I think it tweeted something out. I was like, you could really feel and see the length out there of just every time the Hawks would get the ball in the paint, there'd be two or three guys, right? there they were getting bad shots not getting rebounding and then those guys would get the ball and advance it up court quickly so i thought you know just kind of not only the bench play but sort of the transitioning into the bench when they broke the lineup i mean not even a drop off things got better at times like they really kind of kept the foot on the gas and really took advantage of a you know it's a top heavy hawks team you look at it they've got a lot of guys at the top but they've you know thinned out their roster just a little bit i i always remember you know, the Hawks games for whatever reason, when they had Kevin Herter and Danilo Gallinari coming off the bench, those guys that always felt like would, you know, really make the Hornets pay, you know, great three-point shooters, they've moved on to other teams. So, you know, it's it's how you build your roster. It's a little bit, obviously, I think the Hawks are still going to be a great team this year. They're a really good team, really great players. they got a couple all-star guards in, uh, in Trey Young and DeJounte Murray, but just really, really impressive end-to-end performance for the Hornets. I mean, shot 52%, again, 42% from three, got to the line a lot, and then, rectified the foul trouble in the second half really I think kind of put this one away
0: when you take a look at this game on paper and you see that the Hornets have no Cody Martin no LaMelo Ball and no Terry Rozier against a fully stacked Atlanta Hawks team that some think improved in this offseason by picking up a guy like an all-star in DeJounte Murray you would have thought oh my goodness, this cannot be good. And before the game, head coach Steve Clifford in pregame availability mentioned how if we had this roster and we were going up against Atlanta in a seven-game series, would we win? Probably not. But in one game, he said that he thought they had a shot, and they certainly did in last night's 126-109 to win over Atlanta. Of course, plenty to get to in this one. We got our top performers, and we got to break this one down a little bit more. That comes your way next here on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta. I get allergy care from the doctors at Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, who know how to treat me, not just my symptoms. Now that my allergies are under control, I can ride my bike whenever I want, just like I did as a kid. Senta offers allergy testing and a wide range of treatment in North and South Carolina. Play like you once did. Schedule your appointment today at ceenta.com appointments. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. They just make sense. It's a winning edition of the HHC, Rob Longo and Sam Perley, the lead writer of Hornets.com with you on today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast. Charlotte wins it 126-109 to 109 last night in Atlanta. Time now for our top performers, gold stars, whatever you want to call it here on the podcast about what... We looked at yesterday what really stood out to us. Of course, there was Kelly Oubre, who finished with a team-high 24 points. was not a game-high. Trey Young did have 28 points on the other side for the Hawks. Is, again, Atlanta starters were the ones that really had the bulk of the scoring, but really balanced scoring up and down the lineup. We'll talk more about the bench here in a few moments. But again, we'll get to our top performers here right now. And Sam, as the guest of honor, as always, I will let you lead this one off.
1: Well, I think for the second time in... Our second consecutive post-game podcast, I'm going to go with Nick Richards again. I mean, he was just, you know, unbelievable off the bench. 20 points, 11 rebounds, career highs in both those categories. Again, after setting new career highs last week in San Antonio, second career double-double, had five offensive boards, was a team-best plus 25 off the bench, nine of nine shooting. I mean, everything he put up went in, just the fourth player in franchise history to go nine of nine or better in a game and the first to do so since 2012. I mean, Really, really good. Getting contested rebounds. It felt like every 50-50 ball he went up for, he was getting or tipping to a Hornets player. I mean, just really rock solid. Had a couple of blocks in there as well. Just exactly what the Hornets needed, especially off the bench. When you have a guy that you can rely on getting the ball down low he's you know finishing at the rim I mean can't speak highly enough of how good he was last night and, and this is a really good time for the hornets you can keep getting performances like you saw last night and what he did against San Antonio I mean the, the bench is going to be in really really good shape moving forward down the horn to booknight booknight rejecting the screen slides it to Richard who fires down the left-handed jam that is a dr pepper dunk beautiful feed by James booknight and the hornets expand the advantage to 16
0: hard to pick against a guy like Nick Richards. Again, anytime somebody can come off the bench and give you 20 points and 11 rebounds, I think you're going to take that 11 times out of 10. So Nick Richards just continues to just improve and improve and really be a cornerstone for this team moving forward, even though it's only through the first three games. What he's been able to accomplish through those three games has been really remarkable. I talked about it on yesterday's preview podcast on the HHC about players to watch for, and I took Nick Richards because he only had six points and six rebounds against New Orleans. But again, you're not going to face a team like New Orleans every game of the season that has big, just crushing bodies like Zion Williamson and Jonas Valanciunas. You're not going to go up against those type of guys night in and night out in the association. And I thought Atlanta was a good matchup for Nick Richards because outside of Clint Capella and Ayaka Okungwu, not really a lot of size on that Hawks roster. And Nick Richards was able to take advantage of it last night. So if you took Nick Richards, then I guess that leaves me with the leading scorer from last night. And that was Kelly Oubre. Right side, Oubre, catch and shoot three, is good. Blow a kiss. Kelly Oubre Jr. drilling another Lowe's three-point shot. He's up to 19 points now, third made three of the game. Lead is 18, crowd silenced momentarily. Yeah, that was kind of the one that not quite broke the camel's back, but it was pretty darn close as Kelly Oubre was able to go 50% from beyond the arc yesterday, three for six from three-point land, did take a lot of shots, nine to 20 from the field overall, hit all three of his free throws, 10 rebounds, which is a little uncharacteristic from what we've seen out of Kelly Oubre, but you know, it was just really good out there all in all from Tsunami. I can't talk about how valuable of a player that Kelly Oubre is because When you look at what he's been able to do this year, starting the season in the starting five, where he probably was going to come off the bench with a fully healthy Hornets roster, he's been able to step up in the absence of LaMelo Ball with Terry Rozier moving over to the point guard position Kelly sliding into that two spot and doing a really good job. And again, just being able to have that flexibility to play the two or the three in this Hornets lineup is just really, really important. And we continue to see that here through the first couple of games of the season. It also reminds me of last year a little bit, Sam. If you remember last season, Terry Rozier missed the first handful of games because of an ankle injury. Kelly Oubre got thrown into the starting lineup, and it was kind of a similar situation. When you go back to last year, he started the first game against Indiana. He has 14 points. The second game of the season, he ends up coming off the bench against Cleveland on the road. He drops 25. Then... The Hornets go on the road. He starts again. He only has nine points, but then he follows that up in the fourth game with a 19-point performance against Boston. Night in and night out, we're starting to see that little bit more consistency from Kelly, considering he had 13 points in the first game against San Antonio, slides it up to 15 against the Pelicans on Friday, and then, of course, a 24-point performance yesterday against the Atlanta Hawks. So, again, I just can't speak highly enough of what Kelly Uber has been able to accomplish because it takes a lot to go from that mentality of, i got to come off the bench. And I gotta be that spark plug to okay, now I'm in a starting lineup. I gotta produce at this amount of rate for my team.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I would even add, too, is kind of he's been a sort of a combo two, three since he arrived in Charlotte. But there were times even last night when Dennis Smith wasn't on the floor or Theo Maladon wasn't on the floor. He was, you know, kind of playing de facto point guard at the top of the key. Gordon Hayward was doing that a little bit as well. I mean, huge props to Kelly because you know, he's a guy that has kind of taken on more different roles the last year and in, in three or three games now than I think any other player on the floor. I mean, really stepped up and just that versatility. And, you know, he just looks, you know, I know it's only been three games and, you know, just there does seem to be a little bit more, you know, control right now you know when he's bringing the ball to lane it seems like there's a lot more calmness to him you know and not that he wasn't calm last year but just it's kind of the style of his game you know it was a little bit more of a catch and shoot option last year when you're being asked to handle the ball and do things like that you it's just different mindsets different mentalities and he's done a really good job I mean with the amount of usage he had tonight only had one turnover it felt like he hit some really Good key buckets there at times when it felt like the Hawks were going on runs. He did a good job at kind of getting in the paint taking you know good controlled shots not forcing anything you can definitely kind of see his game has evolved a little bit from last year not that there was anything wrong with what he did last year it's just a little bit different in terms of what he's being asked to do this year and I thought defensively he was really good too I think foul issue I think was kind of the only thing you could kind of nitpick a little bit he got his fourth midway through the third but again we circle back to that bench kudos everybody stepped up and kind of got into a position where they held down the fort Kelly came back in in the in the fourth quarter and you know, with the rest of the stars, and they were able to close it out.
0: Hornets once again winners last night in Atlanta, one twenty six to one oh nine, improving the two and one on the season. If we had to take a collective top performer yesterday, I think we were would be in a unanimous decision that it was the bench. We're going to talk about the impact that the bench had, what the depth of this team means moving forward, and we'll all get to that next right here on a Hornets Hivecast brought to you by Senta.
1: As proud members of our community, the Charlotte Hornets Foundation is committed to inspire a giving culture in our region. This is Executive Director Betsy Mack Rinke inviting you to learn how you can make an impact. Through our Swarm to Serve initiative, the Charlotte Hornets Foundation focuses on education, hunger, military care, and wellness programs. To learn more about how you can help the Charlotte Hornets Foundation and your fellow neighbor, please visit hornets.com slash foundation today. You think about guys that don't play much in this league, and a lot of them were first team all ACC or first team all SEC. They're good players, they're accomplished players. And so, I mean, on a given night, you, I've seen guys come off the bench and don't play all year and get like 25, you know? So there's a difference between playing well for 20 games and being able to play well for one game. But you can always win a game in this league if you have the right approach, the right attitude. You play the right way, and then sometimes things go your way also.
0: That's head coach Steve Clifford after last night's 126-109 to win. The Hornets able to down the Hawks in Atlanta. Rob Longo and Sam Purley, the lead writer of Hornets.com, putting a button on this edition of the Hornets Hivecast today. Any given Sunday, I guess you could say, based off of yesterday's win, is what Steve Clifford was trying to say. But with all things said, Sam, a great win last night for the Hornets. It all started with the bench play. Charlotte's bench, I did not go through and look at this For the final, but at halftime, the Hornets went six deep off the bench. Atlanta went four deep off the bench. The Hornets, as a collective group, those six players were a plus 46 in the plus-minus Atlanta's bench was a minus 38 in the plus-minus through just those four players that saw the floor for Atlanta. The bench outscored Atlanta 52-28, just remarkable stuff all around. And, of course, it was all led by Nick Richards, who had 20 points in the contest. James Booknight was also in double figures coming off the bench. He had 10 points in 18 minutes. All 10 points came in the first half, which was a really big spark for the Hornets, who were trying to tread some water there through that first quarter. Like I mentioned earlier in the podcast, they were down by 8 going into the second quarter and then were able to outpace Atlanta by 12 points in that second frame to take that four point lead going into the locker room. So with all that said, really good stuff from the bench. But the other thing to touch on too, is this is what Kelly Oubre said after the game yesterday is that when the bench is able to produce, that makes life easier on the starters as well. Uh, Yeah. You know, it's the next man
1: mentality. Uh, We believe that we have talent all throughout the board, you know, on this roster. Any guy can be thrown in any situation and, you know, perform, yeah, but it's early. So we definitely know that, you know, we have to, you know, continue to hold down the fort until our guys get back so that they can have, you know, a smooth transition back onto the court.
0: Sam, I've talked about this a couple times on the podcast before, but I think this is one of the most underrated teams in the association, especially when it comes to depth. Because again, the Hornets don't have these crazy budding superstars out there. Of course, they do have LaMelo Ball, former all star, and Gordon Hayward. But of course, LaMelo Ball is not in the lineup right now. Neither is Terry Rodzier, your sixth man from a year ago. Cody Martin is not in. But this team is so deep and they continue to win and the bench is able to be this catalyst and they're able to move forward here with these wins so early on in the season when a lot of people in the national media wrote them off.
1: Yeah, and I think it's, you know, you look at the bench unit last night in particular, I think I referenced it in an earlier point. I mean, it's just, it's just challenging facing that kind of lineup of length when you have Maladon, you have James Booknight. JT, Jalen, and Nick Richards. And that's a lot of length. I mean, just look at them. If you you go back and look, it's just like a lot of arms and legs running around out there. I mean, making things very disruptive, particularly on defense. And, yeah, I mean, it's just it's really impressive. It's awesome to kind of see those guys, you know, that maybe not necessarily would be in the rotation have stepped up and got a chance. You know, even Bryce McGowans came in, I think, at the end of the second quarter. James had just picked up his third foul, and they just needed 90 seconds of just kind of go in, hold down the fourth just so he doesn't pick up a fourth, and you're kind of in a bad position heading into the fourth. And another one, too, I thought Daniel Maladon was really good last night. A guy that, you know, I think he deserves a special shout-out because he joined the team a week ago, um, didn't do any training camp with the team, 15 minutes, made the only shot he took from the field, had four assists, four points, a steal with zero turnovers. The whole bench unit as a whole only had two turnovers, and it felt like everybody was contributing in some capacity, whether it was rebounding, scoring defensively, getting deflections i mean it's just it's fun basketball to watch when you see everybody kind of chipping in and seeing that defense which the hornets have talked about you know that's an area they really want to improve upon this year you're starting to see it a little bit that getting good defensive stops and getting live ball rebounds and steals and taking it the other way it's it's fun to watch. You know, it's only been three games, but I, I like what I'm seeing so far from everybody, especially this bench unit.
0: I know the philosophy, and I know that the style of play that head coach Steve Clifford likes to kind of shorten the bench a little bit, play nine guys, maybe stretch it to ten, and and sometimes you kind of have to do that out of necessity, especially with so many injuries here early on this season where you kind of have to spread things out a little bit just to keep some guys fresh. I mean, you have a guy like Dennis Smith Jr., who, again, was a little bit of a late add-on to this roster. He starts yesterday he plays 34 minutes, and then he gives you 18 points off of 50% shooting from the field. There's not much more you can ask from from a guy like that Then you got guys that saw a lot of playing time off the bench last year, like a Jalen McDaniels, who had 20 minutes yesterday. New faces into the fold, like a Nick Richards, who plays 20 minutes. The guy that played the most yesterday was Dennis Smith Jr. with those 34 minutes. Gordon Hayward had 31. Everybody else was kind of in the 20s, so you're able to spread these minutes out. I guess my question to you is, and this is not... You know, trying to bark up the wrong tree or anything like that, but it's going to be really difficult to shorten this bench when everybody returns, when Cody Martin returns, when LaMelo Ball returns, when Terry Rozier returns. When those guys come back and they're healthy, it's going to be really hard to shuffle some of these guys out of the lineup and out of the rotation.
1: Yeah, but I think that is a great problem to have because when you have 12, 13, 14 guys that are all capable of contributing in an NBA game, I think every coach in the league would sign up for that kind of problem, and hopefully that becomes a problem for head coach Steve Clifford. But yeah, you know, especially you never know what's going to have, you could have those guys get healthy and then somebody else goes out. And I think right now, if you're, you know, Steve Cliff, you are just kind of taking it on a day by day basis. Who do I have? Let's, this is the rotation we have. These are the players we have available. Let's work with it. You got other things that factor in like foul issues and, you know, injuries, guys leaving games early, like we saw with Cody Martin the other day, too. So there is an element of you go into it planning and thinking one thing and then things happen. You got to do something a little bit different. You know, I don't think he's normally, he spoke earlier last week. I think he's going to play probably 10 until LaMelo and Terry and Cody are all back. You know, you want to make sure that you keep guys fresh. And, you know, a lot of these guys, while they're playing well, there's a difference between playing bursts of two to three minutes or three to four minutes and playing 15 to 16 minutes a game than there is playing 26, 27, 28 minutes a game. Some of these guys have never done that before, and you don't want to put them in a position where they have to do that necessarily. So that's kind of why I think they're stretching it at 10 right now, also keeping everybody fresh. And it's a good opportunity just to get some looks at some guys and start building that foundation. Like when you mentioned when these guys do come back, you've got a little bit more to work with in terms of how guys have – Performed in certain situations too but overall really good problem to have if this is how your guys are playing when you know Terry and LaMelo are out can't wait to see when everyone's healthy how they're going to look
0: the bad news is that you have guys like Cody Martin LaMelo Ball Terry Rozier out of the lineup right now the good news is the bench the depth is certainly holding things down as the Hornets improve to two and one this season after last night's 126 to 109 win against Atlanta on the road. The other good news is that the Hornets get two off days before their next game. Charlotte then heads to New York to take on the Knicks Wednesday. Of course, that will be a 7:30 tip time on the Hornets Radio Network. And the other thing too is, you know, with that said, you don't know what this team is going to look like two days from now. We know LaMelo Ball is very, very close to getting back. He's been putting up a lot of shots before the game. He's been traveling with the team. He's got the shoe on. He's starting to put up some some long-range shots, maybe a, little bit, a couple of jumpers there as well, so that ankle is starting to get better each day by day. Terry Rozier, we know he's a warrior. You're probably going to have to hold him back and restrain him from coming back a little bit too early just because of the nature that Terry Rozier is. He wants to get out on that floor as soon as possible. And, of course, we'll monitor Cody Martin as well. So, again, two days until the Hornets play once again. So we'll see if this roster gets a little bit healthy. Sam Parley, the lead writer of Hornets.com. we got two days off, so enjoy some downtime and – Hopefully we can catch up on some feature writing or some new things to look at on Hornets.com from you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. After watching last night, though, I'm ready to see more of that. I I can't wait until Wednesday just to kind of keep it going. So uh, fun weekend, fun game, good start to the season. Yeah, let's just keep it rolling. Thank you again for having me.
0: Thanks to all of you for tuning in as well. Of course, very, very important episode coming up tomorrow. Head coach Steve Clifford with a one-on-one with Sam Farber. It's a great conversation. It's a full half hour. Coach Clifford just telling some stories about his coaching background and some of his philosophies and all of the little intangibles that you don't really get to hear on a day-by-day basis. It's a great interview. Please check it out. You'll learn so much from Cliff. You'll learn so much about this team and where they are moving forward. So with that said, for Sam Perley, I'm Rob Longo saying thank you so much for tuning in to today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast. We'll see you here tomorrow once again on EHHC.
1: Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit hornets.com.